Hi, Dr. Nicola Campbell. Thank you so much for joining me on the MDA National Junior Doctor Wellbeing Podcast. Thank you so very much for having me. Now, just so our listeners can get a better idea about why, you know, you're very much qualified and an expert to talk about this particular topic. Um, can you give our listeners a quick rundown of your background? For sure. Um, so I am a psychiatry registrar. I am an advanced training in child and adolescent psychiatry. And aside from my clinical work, I also have a keen interest in doctors' well-being. And there are so, so many facets of that. Um, which I've enjoyed exploring and getting to know about both through my own professional life and finding out how I can support other doctors in training and junior doctors. And so let's start off with our first question, Nicola. Uh, why is boundary setting important and why is it often so hard for us doctors to do? Very good question. I suppose the first thing within that is sort of what is a boundary and it is kind of like it says, I guess, it's this not literal, but very metaphorical picket fence between you and someone else. Um, we can talk about sort of like emotional boundaries, boundaries at work, physical boundaries and that kind of thing. It's something that most likely most of us are familiar with at some level, but it is something that it seems that doctors will quite often struggle with. So in terms of why we might like to do it at work, um, it's an important way of sort of separating work and home potentially, like how do we um, make sure that work stays at work and we get to be ourselves outside of work? How do we make sure that we stick within um, our scope and what's comfortable for us? And how do we say no to requests that might make us uncomfortable or might not be appropriate? And I think thinking of the doctors that I've met, most of us really are driven to helping people and that's often saying yes and saying no can be quite challenging for a number of reasons. And that might be that we're not quite sure where our boundaries should be. And I guess it not being a discussion that we talk about overtly can sometimes make that a little bit tricky. And so what are some examples of boundary setting at work? Because I was recently at a seminar around doctor well-being and, and making the workplace a safe place. And they talked about how one of the things that a lot of doctors struggle with is being able to draw the line on how much a doctor should sacrifice for a patient because we feel this obligation to be a very good doctor you know, uh, keeping our patients safe. And sometimes it is to the detriment of our mental and physical health and well-being. I think in that particular space, the one example that was given was around now that a lot of hospitals have switched to digital health records, we're able to take our work home and sort of access patient results and things like that remotely. And suddenly, as you alluded to, that can blur the lines between home and work. But I'm just curious as to whether maybe there's something more at micro level that junior doctors are actually every day doing that, that really blurs the lines between what their jobs are versus being pushed and, and to an extent exploited, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I think there's also that pull for us to want to know what's happening and how we can learn and how we might care for people um, and that kind of thing. One of the most useful things I've found in my professional life has been around being conscious of my boundaries, which sounds really 
very basic, but I think really being aware of what is non-negotiable for me and what is a little bit more negotiable. So the thing that I think of is the patient sort of five minutes out from when you're finishing and if you've got like a request to do a letter or like a recess or any sort of number of things that could happen in that little amount of time, what kind of stuff are you okay with staying and pitching in a little bit extra time for and what do you kind of have to um, versus what is less okay? And I'm aware in that example we've entered into some dangerous territory around overtime and that kind of thing and I think that's an important and quite visible boundary to think of. I've started thinking of my boundaries and this is quite a nerdy analogy so I'm hoping that that's okay Um, but thinking back to like medical school physiology I've started thinking about my boundaries as like a cell membrane and there are things that I will allow to cross it um, if there's sort of passive uptake of things that I know are going to make me like I'm thinking of things like PDL where I'll happily give up my weekend if there's a conference that I'm interested in that I know I'm interested in are going to make me more excited about my job and going to help me to learn and then I think of things as like a sodium potassium pump where if something comes in something else has to go out which might be more around like extracurricular things thinking about how much I'm taking on in that kind of thing and thinking about what things I don't want to flex quite as much on and I think it comes with time and practice um, of what is okay for you to let across and what you kind of want to leave on the other side Um, and I think practicing like reflecting on it thinking what would I do differently next time in a compassionate way and not beating ourselves up over it is the most important thing because we will get it wrong and I still get it wrong and I'm sure I have senior colleagues who feel that they still get it wrong which isn't bad it just is and we just want to see what we can do differently next time. So basically when the nurse walks in with a chart and it's lunch break you tell them to go away. (laughs) If it can wait 30 minutes And and what you need to, you know, if you need to have lunch to maintain your own well-being, then absolutely, yes. And so you've already alluded to this, that it takes practice, but how can junior doctors get good at setting boundaries? And is this something that should be practiced outside of work too in order for them to get good at it at work? Yeah, and I think it's something that we we all already do across our lives and our personal lives and our relationships and our hobbies and all that kind of thing. And some of us are better at it than others. Some of us will give perhaps too much and sort of become deplete from that. Um, others might want to practice more flexibility. So I think in a work context, finding ways to have conversations that feel really grounded and practical So I think back to my first few years as being a doctor, thinking about my my colleagues around me and us kind of agreeing that, no, we're not going to text or call if we need information about patients if someone's on their day off and that kind of thing. And kind of noticing that that was quite uncomfortable for us. For some of us, that that was really hard um, because we kind of wanted to be there and help all the time. So I think practicing it is hard. But I think we're doing it a lot and we don't realise that we're doing it as well. So finding ways to make it more conscious and finding spaces that are comfortable to kind of reflect in with like trusted seniors who can give us a nudge in the right direction and help us out is helpful. That's really good advice. Thank you. Do you have any final 
words of wisdom to partner listeners with? Um, I think all of all of this kind of stuff comes with practice and we all have our own specific challenges when we come into medicine of, of the boundaries that we might struggle with more or less and that it's okay to be where you're at now recognizing that you want to grow and and do something a little bit differently is a, a great thing and it's okay to be where you are at the same time so having some compassion for yourself and for others who might be at different points in their own practicing and um, getting to know more about themselves and how they work as well is really important. Hmm, I agree. I guess everyone is different in their capacity, abilities, strengths and weaknesses and their limits. So I guess from what you said, it sounds like we should probably stay in our own lane and not be too worried about comparing ourselves with others as well. Yeah, absolutely. And I guess also seeing that as an opportunity to learn from others. If there's things people are doing well, taking that with you. And if there's things that people do well that you don't do less well and you're in a team, how can you use that to your advantage? Thank you so much for all of your wonderful advice and your time, Nicola. Not a worry. It's a pleasure to be here.